are listening to the Party in My Plants podcast. And if you're looking for a lethal dose of positive energy, then keep on listening, partner, because this rodeo, well, it's a good rodeo. Because you're about to learn how to whistle while you work your thoughts into more awesome thoughts. Welcome to the Party in My Plants podcast, where I make healthy living as fun as a party so you'll, you know, actually want to do it and then actually feel, look, and live your best. I'm your host, Talia Pollock. Now let's get this party started. This episode is enthusiastically sponsored by a product that couldn't possibly float my boat more, Four Sigmatic. My boat is so floated by Four Sigmatic's mushroom drinks that any more floating would turn my boat into an airplane because it's flying. Okay, so the first time I tried a packet of Four Sigmatic mushroom tea and a glass of hot water, I was more skeptical because of this whole mushroom thing being really trendy right now, and I'm always reluctant to hop on trend trains. Wow, we're really covering all the modes of transportation here. But I drank those shrooms, and I felt truly awesome. It's hard to explain. I just felt way more awesome than I felt before I drank it. Since then, I consistently consume at least one type of shrooms a day, and it helps me know it's going to be bright, 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 sunshiny day, even when it's rainy and gray, because I am telling you these mushrooms are magic. Although they don't make me hallucinate in a bathtub like my ex-boyfriend's famous magic mushroom experience, which in hindsight, he seemed way too proud of. But nobody's hallucinating the magical effects of these shrooms, okay? They are ultra-scientifically proven to boost immunity and gut health. Yes, please and thank you. And the four different shrooms that Four Sigmatic uses most, hence the four in Four Sigmatic, wink, wink, they all do different epic things for your body. Reishi helps you relax. Cordyceps give you a non-caffeinated energy for sports and stuff. Lion's mane, which does not come from a lion's mane, boosts your brain. And chaga is a mega charge for your immune system. I weave all four of those separate mushrooms into my life by way of the teas. That's what I'm talking about here, people, are mushroom teas that you dissolve in a packet of hot water and haya. But I also fancy myself some of their fancier shroom concoctions. They have this relaxing, thanks to the reishi hot cocoa that I pretty much make every night with almond milk. They have matcha powder, which is the only matcha I now use. They have these magic mushroom chai latte packets that you can add to water or almond milk for a hot or iced sweetest sippable treat. And I have to say, even though I don't drink coffee, Four Sigmatic is kind of famous for their multiple kinds of organic, much better for you coffee, even mocha mixes. So you can mocha chocolate. Okay, enough from me. I'm sorry. I just finished a mushroom matcha latte and I'm flying high. But because you listen to this podcast, thanks so much for doing that, by the way, you can save 15% off any and all Four Sigmatic shroomy stuff you'll want to buy off of their site, foursigmatic.com, using code PARTYINMYPLANTS. Or you can just go to Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash PARTYINMYPLANTS to automatically save that 15%, baby. Oh, by the way, Did I mention that I don't even really like eating mushrooms? Yeah, but now, thanks to Four Sigmatic, my body doesn't need to have shroom FOMO. Okay, again, hit up foursigmatic.com slash partyinmyplants to save 15% on this mega boat floating stuff that I always find stuffed into my pockets, purses, luggage, or my bra because I just can't get enough. 
It is a rare day when I meet somebody that makes me seem quiet and tame. But today's guest is that rare gem, all right? I'm talking with Allison Faulkner, known on the webs as the enthusiastic, bull-dancing chica behind Awesome with Allison, The Allison Show, and Allison's Brand School, all projects in her empire that aim to help you build what you feel called to build, be who you want to be, and feel as awesome as you already are. But it's not all air humps and dance parties, although she has thrown many a 900-person all-female dance parties. FOMO much? Allison balances all of her yays with her nays of getting hit by a car, depression during her pregnancies, self-doubt on fleek, and anxiety out the wazoo. She knows it's not always easy for life to be awesome, and that's why she's obsessed with sharing all the tools in her belt and life lessons from tantric sex. This chack rocked my avocado socks, and I hope it rocks yours too. Awesome is your middle name or your first name, however you want to swing it. (laughs) And, you know, you say that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. So Mm. I got to ask, I don't know if you've ever really shared this. How do you define awesome? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, I do in when I give keynotes. Uh, Well, I haven't been to a keynote. Yeah. Come to New York, please. Your life is going to be richer and fuller now. Yes. So that's such a good question and reflective of what an enlightened genius you are. Oh my gosh. Compliment me in your answer. (laughs) No, it's because it's true though, because, you know, good questions, they are the substance of life, right? And the definition of awesome, you know, language is so slippery. And so, yeah, if you're already as awesome as you need to be, what does that even mean? Right. Right. For me, I came up with a personal definition of awesome and it was, I'm excited about the life I'm living and the lives I'm touching. And I really, um, resonate with that because enthusiasm is, It's definitely something that comes naturally to me, but also something that I have to, and I don't want to say fight because um, I have in the past fought for it, but it doesn't have to be such a struggle, right? But it's something that I consciously have to cultivate and work on. It's not like I just feel awesome all of the time. And you know, the misconception can be, oh, we need to feel awesome all of the time. Mm -hmm. And That's just not, that's, I believe, setting ourselves up for disappointment and feelings of shame and guilt um, and more anxiety and more stress around. I know all the correct principles. Why am I not acting on them? Why don't I feel awesome? And so I like this definition of excited about the life I'm living and lives I'm touching because it can be aspirational for me at some times where even though I feel like a giant piece of crap right now, deep down, I can connect to that spark in me that is truly excited about this life and the lives of those who are around me. And ooh, even just talking about it now, thank you for asking. No, like (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of a good reminder to like step outside of yourself and myself when I'm in that place. So anyway, that's the 10 minute answer of what 
awesome means to me. That's that's awesome. Oh God, this is just going to be an awesome fest. We're just going to say it so many times. God, did you choose awesome as your word, you know, because of the A, the alliteration, or were you connected? I probably did because I am an English nerd in my core and I love alliteration, but it really started with a series that I did on YouTube and I wanted to call it how to be a rock star, but I don't have any musical talent. And it's funny. I can remember like in middle school, like, Oh, rock on rock star was kind of like my <laughs> go-to. I don't know. Man. <laughs> I don't know. And I just did how to be awesome. For some reason, it just felt it me. I was just, I was, my daughter was watching Moana. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to just sing, it called me. <laughs> Sorry. Do you love Moana? I'm, I don't have kids. So I'm not really That's into not the Moana excuse. culture. It's not, it's not an excuse. Moana <laughs> is gospel. <laughs> Moana is based in such deep universal truths. Like, will you promise me that you will watch Moana? Only because you have assigned it to me. Thank yes. you. Um, anyway, it really, it's, it's teachings and like your, your calling and, oh, there's, I can talk about Moana, but we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it called to me. It you should do me. an episode of your podcast on the gospel that is Moana. There you go. And Eric, too. (laughs) And Eric, too. You could live a very happy, fulfilled life, I think, using Moana like as your scripture. (laughs) I believe that. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Well, you answered another one of my questions as you were answering the first question, which is that you don't feel awesome all the time. Because anyone that looks at you is like, oh, my God, like this is the most confident, fearless, just rock star lady. And... It's interesting to know that, like, you sometimes have to cultivate that within yourself. Oh, you know, we were just talking about social media, and it's so funny because you are a bubbly babe. (laughs) I think, you know, like, no matter how many times I say, so that one time I wanted to kill myself, or the time I had an anxiety attack every single day for six months straight, mm-hmm. it's like maybe even the tone I say it in, it doesn't resonate with people as like, yes, I feel horrible. In fact, let's be totally honest. I was feeling pretty, I don't know, like I really can only see it right now is like just succumbing to fear, right? Rather Mm -hmm. than love yesterday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was fighting it so hard. And then I think in that struggle. So I, anyway, I stayed up working and I have practiced for years not working at night because I know if I work at night, I don't sleep. It turns my brain on and it's almost like I needed to do it to remind myself. So I, I didn't fall asleep till nearly 5am last night. Oh goodness. And so I got, I got, I'm not even jet lagged. I have under, what do I have? What version of Allison do I have right now? Well, luckily, luckily my husband, uh, kind of fended the children off. I probably got like a solid four hours and you got me pretty fresh. So (laughs) I'm not going to be, uh, too crazy until the, uh, afternoon but (laughs) (laughs) but but just I mean to just share that example of like 
yeah, my stress was affecting me so much yesterday that it carried into the night. And even though I've safeguarded myself with all these practices to help me try to get adequate sleep, like it doesn't always work out that way, right? Maybe me, you. You're a hundred percent. I mean, and that's really interesting that you're like, maybe even the tone with which you kind of acknowledge your anxiety. I mean, you have a whole podcast episode, like very at least one in depth on your anxiety struggle or journey. Yeah. Ding. And um, <laughs> Eric, we need him to put in the ding. Yeah. Um, and even, yeah, I mean, it's funny because like when I, I hear you say that, I understand that you're telling the truth, but like there's just something about your confidence in your energy that kind of makes someone shrug and be like, ah, it can't be that bad. Like, look yeah. at her now. And you're right. That's ex- and this is the same with me. I mean, I've struggled a ton with anxiety, but because, and I think we're similar in that, like, we're both very energetic, but the flip side of that is kind of depressed and dark. Oh, yeah. It's the high highs and the low lows. Yeah. And it's it's honestly been something that I've just realized in the last several years has kind of been an issue with me for getting healthcare that I need as I'm not great at accurately conveying actual physical problems and emotional problems to healthcare professionals when it's greatly needed. <laughs> so you'll like go to the doctor and you'll kind of underplay what's the problem. Yeah, but I'll be like when I was pregnant with my so I have three I think I still have all those three children. <laughs> I have three I have three children and my 5-year-old when I was pregnant with him, it was, you know, people talk a lot about postnatal depression, mm-hmm. but uh, depression during pregnancy and anxiety during pregnancy is actually huge mm-hmm. with a lot of women. And I had a lot of anxiety and depression and a lot of things happening, um, especially with my my second pregnancy. And I would go in and I, I went to a group of midwives. And so it was like a different person each time. Hmm. And I would say, um, well, you know, I like kind of feel like killing myself, but, but like, say it like that. Mm-hmm. And, but the, the truth was, is I truly was having lots of suicidal thoughts. And again, like, how are they supposed to decipher that? Uh, what I realized for me was for my third pregnancy, I needed to go to a healthcare professional, um, the same person each time. I brought my husband with me to each appointment so that if I wasn't accurately conveying things, I also forget like, oh, yesterday I felt this way, but I don't feel that way today. Right. Yes. And to just move very quickly. And so um, that has been, I don't know, hopefully that helps someone, right? If you are identifying with this. Totally. I'm the exact same way. Like I'll like, if I'm in a dark place, I'll be like, oh, I should go, you know, book an appointment with a therapist. But then the next appointment's not for like two weeks. And by then I'm like, wait, what? Like I didn't have what yeah. problem. What do you, what? I'm great. And then you don't really want to go to the appointment a lot of time because yeah. you're like, I feel fine now. I don't need to take the time or spend the money or whatever the mm-hmm. scarcity is there, right? You mm-hmm. know, and that's been a fun lesson. Hey, life thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you need to come out stronger. So what are some of the tools that you do rely on to help you feel awesome when things like anxiety try to kill your buzz? So I have had um, a huge focus for the last 
probably three years, especially on what I'm now, I don't know if I'm coining the phrase, but I'm going to take it, um, thought work. And I like to spell work with an E, thought work. Hey. Thought oh, work. <laughs> and the best is that I did like a little segment on our local news station and I said, hey, I'm doing this thought work challenge. Will you share the hashtag? And they're like, yeah, we'd love to. And the person on the news read it as thought twerk. Oh my god! So she's like, so here to talk about thought twerking. Yes, (laughs) that's actually perfect for you. I know it really is. It was unintentional, but maybe I should just claim it as intentional. I think you should. Well, if in case anyone listening doesn't know, please go to Allison's Instagram and look at her dance moves, and you'll understand the twerk appropriateness here. (laughs) I'm a very uh, professional nonsense dancer. You just let it all hang out. It's a, It's just like, I'm going. I'm just moving my body. And it's awesome. And you've got great moves. I mean, oh, thank you. Cool. I really am not. I, I'm just an enthusiastic dancer. That's it's confidence. It's just the, it's the love I have for the absurdity in life that just is freed. Through yeah, dancing. it's so cool. It's just so perfect for you. So, so thought I, twerking, yes. Thought twerking, <laughs> thought work. Uh, and it's actually what I've built. I have a membership essentially built around it. Awesome on demand. It's the basis of our podcast. Awesome with Allison. Um, this idea that, you know, everything starts with your thoughts. It truly, of uh, feelings, emotions, actions, intentions, uh, they, they start with your thoughts. And so most of my tools for feeling awesome, you can boil down to shifting your thoughts, changing your thoughts. Now there are tools and application. Like one of my favorite tools is you bring up the dancing is one of the quickest ways to make a psychological shift is to move the physiology, like move your body. Mm -hmm. And so, um, dancing has always been just something fun for me. And, um, as I've, you know, learned more and delved into personal growth and development more, uh, I, I realize why I'm so attracted to it. It's when you get stuck in a negative thought cycle, when you get stuck in a, a negative pattern, one of the best things you can do is to, to change your space. So you move rooms, go for a walk, dance, So for example, last night, now that I know this last night when I was having trouble sleeping before I would have just stayed in my bed and I actually did stay in my bed longer. Um, I just, I I kept thinking I was going to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And so finally I got up, I left my bed, I changed positions. I, I, you know, I went and, and left the room. I physically left the space because I knew in order to shift my thoughts, um, to make sure I wasn't, you know, just in that hamster wheel, I needed to change locations. So definitely movement is one of my, my favorite tools for feeling more awesome because moving helps shift your thoughts. Another tool that I've been really trying to dive deeper into is, um, it's so funny how people feel about the words mindfulness and meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Instant turnoff for a lot of people. It is an instant turnoff. I actually did um, a poll on my Instagram. So I, I'll, I'll just be wrapping up, depending when this airs, a 31-day thought work challenge. And it was free. And I, at first, I wanted to call it a meditation challenge. And so I polled people. I said, hey, 
which word do you like better mindfulness or meditation? And I think it was like 60 or 70% of people preferred mindfulness. And then I said, but do both of those words make you want to go blah? (laughs) And it was like 70% were like, yes, instant mm-hmm. turn off. Yeah. And so I thought, this is great because I'm just tricking people with thought work because that's what, you know. And so so another tool is um, what, you know, in Buddhism, non-action or stillness or meditation. And I think I'm definitely like a novice, but I do a lot of like mindful meditation. So like walking meditation or gratitude practice meditation, um, you know, focusing on like sensations, you know, like just standing outside for a few minutes and and acknowledging like the wind and letting those different types of things be a meditation. I sound like Zen. I swear it's not that cool. <laughs> well, what's funny is as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself that people that don't know you probably think I just brought on some like mindfulness expert. Yeah, but it yeah. seems to me, let's back it up because it sounds like you stumbled into thought work out of necessity to help you yeah. be awesome in the other things that you wanted to achieve because you've what? You've made sold cookie, you sold cookies online or and course and you've had dance parties and I mean yeah like so try to illuminate like how you've been using this stuff to help you be awesome at the stuff you love to do these are tools to help elevate cookies and dance parties versus this is like what you know what I mean well I mean so here's the goal right I started a blog over 10 years ago and it was an essay writing blog period And it was started because I wanted to put more love into the world, like period. Again, that, that truly like corny, whatever, like I had a big existential, this is me. I have an existential crisis. I love to share. I love to teach. I've been doing it since I was a little girl. I absolutely love to use my personal experience. I love to connect with people and I do that through sharing and teaching. So my blog started that way. I love making things and creating things. So the blog shifted throughout the years. I had an Etsy shop. I thought it would be cool to do events. I, I learned how to make sugar cookies. Anytime I learn anything, I'm like a serial hobbyist. And anytime I learn anything, I love to share it. And so, yeah, at one point I had Allison's Cookie Party, a course on how to make, you know, the perfect sugar cookies with royal icing. <laughs> and I, I uh, threw all female dance parties, 700, 800 women, all female parties. And um, I live in Utah. So the, the dance parties are totally sober. It, well, I mean, I think most people come sober, right? But there's not alcohol at the parties. Uh-huh. So you've got like 700 women just truly just dancing right? It's awesome. And it's beautiful. And throughout all of it, I've always, even if you go back to 10 years ago, blog posts, love to examine, you know, why are we here? What are we doing? What's my purpose? Why bother getting out of bed? And it's, it's always gone back, gone back to that. And it's so funny because it's come full circle. Now what I do is I have Allison's brand school, which helps entrepreneurs, project starters, um, build brands and businesses with purpose that help them lead fulfilled lives. So I teach a build an awesome brand workshop. I do consulting. I have corporate clients that I work with, but also 
I do my podcast, Awesome with Allison, which is tools for feeling awesome. I have my um, monthly subscription, Awesome on Demand, which again is tools, is thought work, um, weekly challenges, a community, gratitude practices, uh, pep talks. All of the tools that I have wanted and needed over the last 10 years as as I have tried to figure out my purpose and figured out how to function and feel as awesome as I am. And I'm super excited because in the last couple of years, the 10 years of figuring it out, I figured it out. Mm -hmm. This is it. This is my passion and when I speak, I, I talk about awesome tools for awesomeness. I'm writing a book <laughs> on how to feel as awesome as you are. Woo, you're writing and, it. I've heard you struggle yeah, on the podcast. I, with writing I have it. struggled for so long, but she's actually writing it. Woo! I can actually tell you what it's about. And it's all, re- it's interesting. I didn't realize that other people out there in the world could see their work and their purpose separately because my work has always been to understand my purpose and to magnify my talents so that I can share like fully. And it took me a really long time to figure it out. And I had this aha moment last year where I was like, the reason it took me over a decade to figure it out is because I am meant to teach people how to figure it out. And what kind of teacher would I be if I didn't have all this empathy and struggle and had tried so many different things? So you want to talk product development? Let's go, girl. You want to talk content? Let's go. You want to talk suicidal thoughts and not being able to get to bed? Let's do it, man. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. When did the aha moment happen? Were you like walking? Honestly, so, thank you because so often it is when I'm walking. Um, in my Build an Awesome Brand workshop, which P.S. by the way, spoiler alert, is like a big emotional, psychological, we dive down to like your why, but it's about your business, but it's about your life. No. And in because, because what holds you back in your life holds you back in your business, which I, again, I'm passionate about. Um, helping people understand their work and their purpose and do it in a way that they feel fulfilled because it's what gave me so much anxiety. It's what caused me, what I allowed to cause me so much suffering. So, you know, that's what I feel called uh, is around, you know, the, the business, but also our podcast is like, not just for entrepreneurs, humans. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And so I was teaching, the build an awesome brand workshop, which I've probably taught now a dozen times we've scaled it. I have like 20 coaches that we've trained and it's a, it's a big fun, uh, thing. And in the workshop, there's a point where I kind of give my background. I give my story and I used to tell it and kind of be like, Oh yeah, I sold cookies. And then I sold at this market and I'm an idiot. And, And finally I was like reflecting on this and I was like, I am not an idiot. <laughs> I Good girl. Yeah, right. I have always I can I can say nothing other than I have always tried my best. Mm-hmm. Right? 
as, as I've heard you say, and I relate a, a recovering people pleasing perfectionist over here, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the, the best blessings of being a recovering perfectionist is, yeah, you know, I gave it my best. Yeah. And so I looked back with some compassion and I said, I know I was trying my best. And P.S., by the way, I believe all of us are always trying our best. It looks different, right? But because we're we're doing what we can with the tools and knowledge we have, mm-hmm. all of us are trying our best. So I'm trying my best. And I look back and I'm like, I tried. I tried events and realized I love hosting events. Um, I don't want to throw events for other people. I did the dance parties. I'm not currently doing them. It doesn't mean I'll never do them. I'm not some idiot. I love making things with my hands. I tried selling those. I tried selling digital patterns. At the end of the day, I've always loved sharing content, mm-hmm. creating, packaging, um, themes, drama. But the layer beneath that is I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. So it almost didn't matter what I was teaching. Mm-hmm. I freaking love to teach. I love it. It lights me up. It fuels me. It's where I feel my heart and everything expand. And so it didn't matter if I was teaching you how to make cookies or if I'm teaching you how to wade through self-destructive thought patterns. I freaking love to do it. And so as I was telling the story again and again and again, it like clicked. Of course, you struggled for 10 years with figuring out what it was supposed to be, what you were building. And it's like, I've been like the freaking field of dreams. It's, <laughs> you know, like if you build it, they will come. And I've just been building it. And I'm like, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> but and, they came. And they came. And then it just clicked. And I was like, oh, this is why it was such a struggle. And so I try to take that perspective. I actually, <laughs> the last, last night at 2 a.m., I wrote this as I was just, like I said yesterday, I was so stressed and really just thinking and, and really, you know, fixated on some things I want to solve and why can't I just figure it out and why is it working? And I wrote this, I said, if it all just worked out, you wouldn't have to figure it out. And if you didn't have to figure it out, you wouldn't grow. If you don't grow, you get bored, you feel unsatisfied, you don't more fully understand your purpose, you don't fulfill your purpose. So it's actually working out that things aren't quite working out. Oh my and God. you love me just so dorky writing things on my phone at 2 a.m. Oh my God. That's <laughs> awesome. And so anyway, wow. that, no, it's so cool. That's a, I also have a, a knack for answering questions quickly. Oh no, yeah. You're great. No. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just thought of like 12 questions while you were talking though, but let me ask you this. When we spoke about field dreams and how you've built so much stuff yeah. and, and people came every time. And yeah. Well, yeah. Why, why do you think that? Do you think, I mean, my guess is that it's just your confidence. It's your pure authenticity that people were like, sign me up, whether it's cookies or dancing or brand, you know, yeah. learning. <laughs> that was stupid. Brand, what, brand building. That's a good Maybe. word. Um, it what, is what it is. Like you're... It's your energy, it's your confidence. So do you think, well, A, that that kind of energy, authenticity, confidence is cultivated? People can bring out that more in them or were you born this way? You know, that's such a good question. So I love to talk about authenticity in that it's, everybody wants to talk about it, but I'm like, by, by talking about it, you're not being about it, I right? Know. We were just, yeah, I know. We were yeah. just talking about 
my recent Instagram post about like, why do we have to announce this is an authentic post now, guys, I'm being authentic, you know, like, why can't we just be authentic? It should just flow, right? Um, But I heard this about authenticity and I loved it where you're not being authentic if you're doing anything that's trying to control how people perceive you for positive or negative. And that was kind of a little bit of a mind F to me Yeah, because I thought, no, I'm really authentic. And I'm like, but like... I can't answer a question succinctly because I want to make sure you really understand it because I don't want you to perceive me incorrectly. Oi. How are wow. that? Oof. I can't even imagine. Wow. I mean, I can't think of right? anything that I really, wow, like truly do without thinking about what other people perceive me as. Like even at the gym when I'm just like working out and having so much fun, I'm always like, do they think I'm doing it wrong? Are they like, oh, she's a girl. She doesn't know what she's doing. Or like, are they like, oh, she's a girl. She's badass. Like even in like, I'm, I thought I was being authentic. I mean, I'm just with my sports bra, letting it all hang out. No problems. So confident, but I, I still have that noise. It's, it's, wow. It's really, it's really blown my mind, but it's interesting because even as you were saying that, honestly, I don't walk around thinking of myself as this really confident person. Like what you just said to me, like about my confidence, like it really was in the last year I was collaborating with somebody on something and they put together like a, a, a survey for me and they asked a question that I would have never asked, which was if you were at a slumber party with me, what would you want to ask me? And I was like, well, it's an interesting question. I'll see what people say. So, you know, I had, I think like a thousand people fill it out or whatever. And for me, the question about confidence came up again and again. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just sat there being like, wait, what? You know, like it's, um, but you know, baby, was I born this way? (laughs) Yeah. In, in a sense, mm-hmm. um, my mom is very confident. And so my dad is very confident and that was modeled for me from a very young age. And so like nature nurture, it was modeled. My mom is a effervescent personality. My dad is a creator and an entrepreneur. And I also was a, um, a heavy kid like a fat kid. So I had to, I think, or I decided I had to, you know, be funny and entertaining and Mm -hmm. all the things that the fat child has to do. You know, you can either try to make everyone love you or hide, I guess. Those are kind of the options. And I tried to make everyone love me. Mm So, um, so yeah, so it's like, there's this like well of deep, deep confidence when truly, like when I think about it, when I posted my first dance videos and when I get in the flow, I don't think about it. Right. People are like, how did you do this? How did you decide to do that? And I was like, honestly, I didn't think about it. I just did it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've said before that you'd rather have fun than have it all together. And uh-huh. maybe you're just living through fun. Maybe you're like, this is fun. I'm going to post this. Woo-hoo! Yeah. And you're not like thinking about that. And it's, it really is like a flow state, which is something I've been obsessed with lately. Like 
trying to live as much in my life. And you could say in the Tao, like if you want to go into Taoism, you could say like in a path of non-resistance and not like, I just really, really, really believe in flow. And we all have a zone of genius. We all have flow states and tapping into that. And I do believe that some of my personality, things that are inherent in me is that enthusiasm and it didn't occur to me to think that anybody was going to have an opinion about this. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's kind of mind blowing. Like I'll share stuff. And again, I've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have been sharing online and putting out content and you know, all of the good and bad that that entails for a very long time. And when we started our podcast about two and a half years ago, you know, by the time I got around to doing it, because I had I had wanted to do it for a few years. And by the time I got around to doing it and creating it and putting it out there, it wasn't until um somebody like left a comment that I was like, oh, you mean people are gonna listen to this? <laughs> like I just didn't think about it. I you just wanted so, to do it for you. I was so wrapped up with what do I want it to be and why do I my existential crises? Like, what do I want it to be and why do I want it to be and how do I want it to be and when and where should the moon be? You know, not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. How I, it's not that I'm not thinking about it. It's that I'm thinking so much about it that it like straight up never occurred to me that like, oh, people were going to listen to it and have an opinion about me. It never occurred to me. That's which is crazy, know. right? Because I've been doing, I've been listening to people's opinions of me for a really long time. Yeah. And yeah, so it was, um, it's funny because that's just like a recent example. And so I kind of feel like for me, I can take that as a signifier of like a good thing. Like that's flow state for me is like, you know, it's hard to balance because you want to be like a responsible human who creates like the minimum viable product in the market and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm also like, I don't really care. Well, that is the authenticity based on the definition you gave before, which is like doing things without thinking about other people's reactions. I mean, that was you creating the podcast. And I think that is a a wonderful lesson for peeps to try on after hearing this, because I I know I will. You know, I think I'm so authentic and stuff. But maybe if I'm thinking a little too much about peeps' opinions of me, then maybe I'm full shit. (laughs) Well, and you know what, though? It's just like, we're just doing the best we can. But I I would think it's interesting. What do you think is like your flow? Have you paid attention to that? Like your flow state? I guess for me, it's when I just feel like I'm flying. Like I just finished my first book and there are periods of writing it where I'm like, this is the most fun thing. Thanks. Um, I'm like, this is the most fun thing I've ever done. I can't stop. I have butterflies my whole body. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so fun. (laughs) And I feel like the words are just flowing through me and it's flow. And it's just, I'm just lit up. Like I'm lit. I'm hashtag lit. In that moment, are you thinking about how anyone's going to perceive it? You're right. No, I'm not. I'm like, this and is so, so fun. You're right. Oh, my yes, God. We Therapy. Oh, my God. Together. I Broke knew through. that we needed to be together. Like, <laughs> I feel like that is the breakthrough of flow is its authenticity because you're just yes. flowing, man. How do we tap into that more? Like, really? Right? 
for me. That's not an answer. <laughs> well, it's back to the thought work. Oh, it's back, back to, the, to thought the thought work. So I, I love thinking of myself and this was something in college and it was actually part of my, how to be awesome series way back when, before I, you know, five years, six years ago, which is you don't poison your well. And you also have to fill your well. And so I love this visualization of me as the well or a bucket where you don't poison it with the negative thoughts. You don't poison it with fear. And when they come up, you, I used to try to control them. That doesn't work either. You acknowledge them, you know, maybe greet them. And then I freaking, that's why I created a podcast is I wanted to create what I wanted which was something that left me feeling inspired, um, educated, invigorated, but was fun. Mm-hmm. And I I love listening to like RuPaul's podcast because I love RuPaul. And but sometimes um I don't do like pop culture talk real well. Uh that's not true. Like I could actually talk about drag race with you for like three hours. I wouldn't be able to participate. I don't know anything, but I would listen. Yes. So like there's certain topics, right? But like, I'm not huge. I don't know if anyone can tell. I like to get real deep real fast. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) and, and so, but I also like it to be light and fun. So that's, I, you know what, I think you're doing the same thing with this podcast and I just hadn't found any of that at the time not saying it doesn't exist, just I hadn't encountered it. And so I love to teach. I love to not take it all too seriously because we're just dust in the wind. And so, um, right, I've been breaking out into Kansas singing that song <laughs> so often lately. I don't even know what's up. And I have been feeling it so hard and it like doesn't depress me. I'm like, yeah, like, man, we're just like dust in the wind, you know? <laughs> So, so much of what I do is like, maybe I'm just like stoner talk over here. I'm not sure, (laughs) but filling up your well, listening to good podcasts, reading good books. I actually just decided, I think I want to read a book a week, at least. I I read a couple books a month. Yeah, I read a couple books a month, but I think I'll be even better in life if I read a book a week. Well, when you say read, do you mean audio book? Because I know you're big on those, right? I do both. I do both. So I, I have, like right now I'm listening to Seed of the Soul. I just finished The Color Purple, which, have you read that? I think I did like mandatorily when I was a kid. I not like for feel, pleasure as an adult. <laughs> I'm like kind of shocked if like we did read that in high school because it's like real adult in some cases. But Anyway, I, I don't read a lot of fiction. So that was, mm-hmm. I read no fiction. So that was fun. And then I'm listening to The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukoff. And then I'm physically reading, oh my gosh, I will just tell you this. I'm reading this like tantric sex book. <laughs> no, you're well, you did mention that one of your past podcasts that that's like your new thing. Yeah. Or your new well, topic of interest. <laughs> I love the philosophy. But anyway. Wait, so just, okay, hold why? What it what do you love about the well, philosophy? Okay, listen. Do you want to talk about it? I don't have much to bring to the table, but I'd love to hear you talk about it. <laughs> and I haven't finished the whole book. But essentially the principle, all I knew about tantric sex, um, or tantric sex was this idea of like four hour orgasms, right? 
I've no, not right. I've never heard of that in my life. I'm okay. I'm the prudest little person ever. We did a, I have a whole podcast with a sex expert and I was just sitting there blushing the whole time. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to listen. So this, so we'll just keep it real base and PG even, but the idea is essentially that you're completely present in your body mm. when you're connecting with your partner and that there's these different polarities, um, in men and women. And there's like this cycle. Anyway, it's essentially the idea of connecting completely present. It's almost like sex as a meditation. Is My, what yeah. I'm like mindfulness. To the yeah. Extreme. And, um, in Western culture, and I'd be, I, I can't wait to listen to your sex episode oh, <laughs> in, West, in Western culture. Um, the orgasm is usually like is it's achievement. We're yeah. achievement based. That's the point. And so um, what I'm gathering is in tantric sex, it's not achievement-based or focused. And so because when you're achievement, oh, and look, full circle to life, right? When we're achievement-based, we can't be present. Right. And it's about the journey. Ding. Yeah, not ding. the final goal. And so I don't know. It's just fun. No, that's I just cool. I love, I love finding truth everywhere. Like Moana. We've covered Moana yeah, and tantric sex. Wow. <laughs> This is Allison. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, full circle. And a lot of people listen to our podcast with their kids. So it's not that I would never talk about it. It's just fun to talk about it on your podcast. With <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's less kids listening. <laughs> I think so. I don't think it's a kid podcast. Yeah. I don't know. Guys, let Hard me know. know. Hard <laughs> know. Okay. I was surprised. I didn't realize how many people would listen with their kids. So I got in the habit of not swearing. Mm -hmm. Just so people like I think they're carpooling or they're picking kids up. <laughs> yeah. And, that'd be funny. You know, yeah. you know. Yeah. You should do a podcast in the Moana thing. That'd be fun for adults okay, and I, kids. I, you know, I love that. Thank you. I'm going to do it because I really obviously feel very strong. Yes, you're <laughs> you do. Excuse me for a sec. I just want to pop in here with a quick little thing I've been doing as of late that makes being healthy way less sucky, which you know is the entire point of the Party in My Plants podcast. So yay. I've been buying my non-perishable groceries. So like everything but my fresh plants on Thrive Market. And I completely feel like I'm beating the healthy eating system, which makes me feel really happy, but also slightly sad for all the folks in the long lines at the Whole Foods across the street from me. Although grocery shopping is a good time to listen to podcasts like this one. So I hope they're at least doing that. Anyway, if you don't know about Thrive Market or you've seen ads for it and haven't really investigated what their dealio is like me until I started using them, because while I've been working on my cookbook, I've started to loathe grocery shopping and needed a better way, let me SparkNotes Thrive for you. Their Amazon Prime meets Whole Foods. On Thrive, you can literally shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products just like you'd find at Whole Foods or in the healthy aisle at Stop and Shop or Kruger's or wherever. But at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. All of Thrive's packaging is made from recycled paper and is recyclable, which is fetch. They're 100% carbon neutral, which takes away all the G to the ilt about ordering from them, right? Right. And they get from checkout on my app while I'm watching a Friends rerun to hey yo at my doorstep in two days. Also, you know how Phoebe says to Joey that there's no selfless good deed? 
Well, she is right because by hooking yourself up with Thrive, you're also helping to make it possible for low-income families, teachers, and veterans to access health-supportive foods thanks to Thrive's Gives initiative, which means that when you sign up for Thrive, yeah, they're a membership thing just like Amazon Prime, they donate a free membership to match yours. So yeah, Phoebe, using Thrive really does make you feel better about yourself. And it also takes the hell out of being healthy because you can get everything you need, non-GMO food, crap-free snacks, plant party kitchen staples, daily vites and sups, eco and human-friendly cleaning supplies, safe and non-toxic beauty and bath products, home goods, organic baby products, pet products, and mas more. If you're new to Thrive Market and want to give them a try, you can get an extra 25% off your first purchase and and a free 30-day trial just because you listen to the Party in My Plants podcast. How sweet of a party favor is that? Could my voice get any higher? 25% off their already super low prices just by using my link, thrivemarket.com slash party, and you don't even need a code. Oh, and when you go to thrivemarket.com slash party, you'll see a compilation, like I'm Beethoven over here, of like 27 of my favorite things to buy on Thrive. I have my non-toxic but non-lousy mascara and highlighter on there, my go-to stapes like oats, pasta, salt, coconut oil, maple syrup, quinoa, dates, and my favorite superfoods for super less money than any other place I've ever found them. Oh, and my favorite chocolate and dish soap, equally important stuff. To check out the Party in My Plants curated list of goods, plus to get that great 20% discount off your first order, and a free 30-day trial, just go to thrivemarket.com slash party. And let's get back to this awesome party we're in the middle of. Okay, I want to ask you, going back to purpose, you know, you really were very passionate about how you found your purpose that, and how your definition of awesome is being excited about the life you're living and the lives you're touching. What if someone doesn't know what their purpose is or doesn't know what having a life they love looks like? Like, yes. like I'm a very purpose-driven person, but not everybody is. And I I feel bad for people that listen to things and they're like, just value purpose, just value purpose. And they're like, I don't know what my purpose is. So I'm sure you get people in your branding audiences or your keynote audiences that are like, excuse me, help me find my purpose. And what do you say to that? Well, you know, that's such a good question. And honestly, exactly content that I am like diving into deeper right now to like help coach people through and understand like common roadblocks. Yeah. Um, what we do in the brand workshop is we tie everything to some basic, like fundamental human needs psychology. And so I use a lot of different schools of psychology, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, human, human needs, psychology, some, some older stuff, like really just like, why do humans do what they do? You know, and so in the brand school, it's, you know, things like identity, connection, variety, you know, people need you to know that they can have food and clothing, but that's, that's different, right? That's needs. That's why we do what we do. I think purpose has a lot more to do. I think this, okay, this would be the first question is, do you believe there's a reason you're on earth? right? Mm -hmm. Because if Mm -hmm. you 
if you don't wrestle with that question, then how are you going to like get to what your purpose is? What do you believe about that? What do you believe about us being dust in the wind or not being dust in the wind, <laughs> right? And I had to basically like bomb, explode, demolish my entire belief system to build it back up again. Cause you know me, I'm nothing if not dramatic apparently. <laughs> and so of course I had to do it like that where it was like, I almost like deep and this was in college. And this is how I knew to, how I wanted to start a blog is I deconstructed my belief system down to the base of like, I believe in like nothing, like I'm nihilistic, like nothing matters. There's no purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from there, that didn't feel good for me. So <laughs> I didn't like, you know, that doesn't really sound like it meshes well with your personality. Really? And what I was attracted to was the idea of love. And the reason is love, period. And my purpose is to share love. And if I'm going to do anything, if I'm going to get out of bed, if I'm going to, you know, do whatever, I want to share love. And then I believe, so for me, like it was building that up, like, do I believe there's a reason I'm here? Do I believe there's purpose behind my actions? Yes. Okay. In what sense? Okay. Now somebody else might come to the conclusion. And this is why I love my friend and, um, Nichelle, what the hell Nichelle, she works with me. She's been my friend for 15 years and she's, she's worked with me for over a year now. And essentially I just, she works really hard, but I also just like to have her around just to like, you know, hang out with, I just pay her to hang out with me. As you're like side, like, you know, every talk show host needs their like sidekick to like uh-huh. bounce their jokes off of. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> she has like different base conclusions. So it's great to keep that perspective around where for her, like somebody might come to the conclusion, like it's about connection. We're on this earth to connect. And I say share love, it can mean the same thing, but it might resonate with you as we're here to connect with other people. Another person might believe we're here to become the fullest version of ourselves. I actually believe all of these things, right? But which one drives you? Which one motivates you? Which one sparks something with, again, let's go back to your personality and branding. We call it your UVP, your unique value proposition. And you know, what makes you uniquely you? And I, it's really interesting in Gary Zukov's The Seed of the Soul, he talks about the soul and the personality and how the personality like has these characteristic traits and when the personality is serving the soul that is when you're in perfect harmony that makes sense. and that that has been resonating with me so hard i think that's such a beautiful concept so that that's what i believe is like only you can be you you're unique you're beautiful you have this personality but you're already as awesome as you need to be and what i mean by that is you are this like huge, massive being of light and love. It's all already there. And then what I do in my work is try to help us feel it. What if somebody is just racked with fear? What if they're like, I can't do it. I don't have the money. I don't have the credentials. I don't have the support. I can't. I'm scared. Ah! Like how does, what about fear? Because when I think of you, I think of fearless. I mean, we've said authentic, we've said confident, but all these things kind of tie together. And as you've explained, when you've launched your podcast, you were fearless. You just did it and didn't think about what other people think. And, you know, when you dance, you're fearless. And I think you're just like a walking billboard for fear. 
fearlessness. <laughs> but have you always been that way? Have you had to learn how to do that? Like, how do you help other people? So one question that really, really helps me that I always encourage people to ask, like when I'm teaching or when they're learning new concepts is to just simply ask the question, how could this serve me? And so ask yourself about your fear and just ask how it's serving you and then ask how it's serving the people around you. And then ask how it's serving humanity, Mm -hmm. ask how it's serving the world, ask how it's serving the child that you're watching. I mean, sometimes people have a hard time applying concepts to themselves. So in another route, I might suggest I'm a pretty um, self-centered, reflective person. (laughs) So I can reflect well, you Mm -hmm. know, pros and cons. Um, Other people, maybe you're more of a nurturer or supporter. It's going to be hard for you to see in yourself. So maybe you ask yourself, how does fear serve so-and-so as I'm witnessing them acting in fear right now? And even on a more, I think that you have a probably pretty high consciousness listenership, mm-hmm. but you know, just kind of getting into that question of, you know, all actions, all thoughts, all beliefs can be motivated by either fear or love. Ooh, yeah. And so, so go there first right? So if you're in fear, you're not in love. And I, I, I've had um, interesting pushback on this. I believe that that is like a universal uh, principle, like truth. You find it in every single religion, non-religion, uh, nature. But again, ask yourself, even if you don't believe that, could believing that serve me? Would mm-hmm. I like to believe that? Is there anything about that that could benefit me? You know, just you don't have to listen or believe anything I say, but I like that question of how could this serve me? And this woman said, that's not true because I'm afraid for my child in the hospital, but I'm afraid for them because I love them so much. But like, let's freaking get real rough for a minute is what you're actually afraid of is you're going to lose your child. Mm-hmm. What you're actually afraid of is that they're suffering. What you're actually afraid of is that you can't control the outcome. In no way am I judging that fear. In no way am I saying I don't have that same fear about my child. I'm just saying that the love, when you come at that same situation in love, it's going to produce different results. And by results, I mean feelings and emotions and actions in your body. Right. And so this is something I've been really excited about lately is this concept of you can make um, a mistake or, or say something terrible or do something not great. And you can learn from it in love by looking at yourself, just like how did I realize that the reason I struggled for 10 years is so I could be a better teacher is I realized that in love. Mm -hmm. And before I was looking at that and learning from that in shame and guilt and fear-based emotions. Right. And it didn't serve me. It just didn't serve me. So if you are in fear right now, if you're paralyzed, I just want you to simply be aware Uh that you can't be in fear and love at the same time. You, You just can't. Right. And it's the yin and the yang, right? Like it's literally the duality of life. Totally. And and so ask yourself, is it fear or is it love? And if you're in fear, just how is it serving you? Mm-hmm. And then I don't mean that facetiously. I mean like your negative emotions serve you. When you're having an anxiety attack, 
you feel important or you feel connected because people are helping you or you feel like you have a sense of purpose or you're getting a lot done. Like really dive into how am I allowing this negative? So last night, for example, I'm not sleeping. How am I allowing it to serve me as I feel like I'm getting something done because I'm figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think I used to try to squash all the fear, squash all the negative emotion. And now, and that's not helpful because you're not a robot. Apparently I keep learning. I keep <laughs> who I am. And it's so upsetting that I'm not, um, <laughs> if I were a robot, I could control everything, but just being aware, mm-hmm. just being aware. And that, I think that's the best place to start for anybody who's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Is like, how is the thought of you can't doing it serving you? It's giving you an excuse. It's giving you something to talk to other people about. It's giving you permission to stay comfortable. Yeah, play small. Yeah. And then this is something I like to say all the time. And then I feel like I've been like preaching so you can stop me. But um, <laughs> sorry. No. Um, but how does playing small, like you said, who does it serve? I have yet to hear a single solitary response to who it possibly serves by you playing or staying small. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, you don't play small. I don't play small. We're both very loud out there. We got opinions. We got energy. Have you ever felt that you were too much for people? I mean, and that you should play smaller? Oh, always. Always, always, always. Like I said, like I was a heavy kid. I physically took up too much space. I'm too loud. I'm too much. I've been told that my whole life. Yeah. Um, I've been told I'm too much all the time. But here's the thing is you're defining small by like personality. And I don't mean necessarily that because people with very quiet, reserved personalities can play very big. Oh, yeah, totally. I was just combining the two. Yeah, yeah totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's so many quietly confident, amazing yeah, people. Yeah, my husband, Eric. Yeah. Very quiet. Yeah. I was going to use him as an example earlier about we were talking about confidence, and I was going to say, like, well, sometimes it's confusing because loud people can come off as more confident, but your husband, Eric, is clearly quietly confident. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, crazy. Like, his confidence would, like, shatter you. I guess I don't even think I'm confident because compared to him, it's like I'm an insecure fool, you know? (laughs) Um, I think the fear of the quiet or quote, I freaking hate the title introverted. We could do a whole other thing on that. These self-assigned limiting attributes that we hold on to with senses of pride. Yeah. As like an excuse. Uh huh. People are like, you're so in- extroverted. And I'm like, well, actually, if I talk to anyone before bed, I won't sleep for three hours. So define that, sucker. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but back to, um, yeah, of course, people tell me I'm too much. And of course, your muchness, whether it's quietly or not quietly, will trigger feelings in other people. But again, does it serve them? Mm-hmm. Does it serve you? Does it serve humanity? I'm not saying nobody's going to have a problem with it. I'm not saying your best friend is going to be like, you know, isn't going to be like, who do you think you are? But like, 
who do we think we're not? <laughs> oh, who do we think we are? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but like, but right? Like, ah, everything is just made up. And the second everybody just realizes that, you know, you like freaking Tesla, you just he made it up. Elon Musk made it up. Yep. And nobody questioned him. And of course you back things up with experience and knowledge, but like, meh, everyone's just making it up, man. <laughs> just like Tesla. <laughs> but, but like, really, come on now. Right? <laughs> Oh, God. Well, I love that you, you know, you often pop onto your Instagram and will just be like, hey, you, you're doing a great job. You're killing it. Have a great day. Where does that come from in you? Do you feel that a lot of people like need to hear that? Oh, I just need to hear it. Oh. So I just sure, I, I just only ever do what I need. Fascinating. Spoiler alert, we're creating what we need. Yes. Yes, by the way. And so you created this podcast because you needed it in some way. Mm -hmm. And I can say that very confidently because it's a, a really good, awesome product that's attracting, uh, you know, really cool guests and really a self-aware, really attractive. I can tell all of your listeners are like super attractive, you know, um, you're attracting that cause you're putting that out there. It's resonating from a real place. So it's attracting something real. And so I just really believe that I'm not kidding you. I feel like people would think I'm nuts if you actually heard how many times throughout the day I go, nope, you're doing great. Hey, 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 no, no, you're doing great. Like that. It's like I'm talking to Interesting. You actually will do it out loud. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I have to stop the voices in my head, the thoughts, the thoughts, the constant thoughts. And I do that by interrupting. Oh, you want another tool Please. for thought work? Interrupt the pattern. Yes. I was going to ask you about that. If you see yourself going down the wrong page, I mean, you said movement is great, as we know, yeah. but it, you know, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Just inter- you got it, girl. Interrupt the pattern. And, and I do that with, hey, whoa. You're doing great. It sounds like you're talking to a dog. Hey, whoa. I am because my mind is as trained as a dog. (laughs) That's cool. It is. I fed you that one. (laughs) What? (laughs) It really is. It's just like, oh, got to make the money. Got to make the money. Got to please this person. Got to please this person. Got to look good. Got to look good. I'm a fat monster. I'm a fat monster. Whatever it is, whatever your thing is, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It just it's bananas. And I I feel like I'm talking to a horse a lot of times like, whoa, Nelly. Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. And that really helps you when you're like, you're doing great. Well, I don't know. Does it help you when you see it on my Instagram? It makes me smile. I mean, yeah. It makes me, I don't know. let me think about it. Hold on. So when I see that on your Instagram, you're like, you're doing great. I just, well, it makes me just think, yeah. It makes me think, wow. Like, Yes, it makes me feel great, but I'm trying to understand why. It it almost really just makes me feel, this sounds woo-woo, but like it makes me feel your love through the ether to me. It doesn't, it's that's, like, yeah, that's what it that's, is. That's genuinely exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. There you go. When I'm sitting there in love, like yeah, I, I, I feel you, it. I, yeah. I started the blog and I'm like, I'm in this space. I want to freaking share it. Yeah. And 
I just put it out there and I usually share it right after I've needed it myself. I've given it to myself. And then that's when I like to share. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel full and I want to pour. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, and I believe you. And that's the thing. It's not like you're doing a really good job. Oh, thanks. You're, You're doing, doing a, good a really job. good job. Here's the other thing is that might not mean uh, other people don't need to hear it as much. I love verbal affirmation. Yes. Me. Mm-hmm. I just took the yes. love language test like yes. a week ago. Love, that's yes. such a great, that's such a, a, a helpful, I love, I love verbal affirmation. So mm-hmm. I give a lot of verbal affirmation, mm-hmm. whereas other people, they don't, my husband doesn't need, like, Same I, with mine. I have been trying to be aware of this. Like if I like clean up around the house, I like report back. So <laughs> I, um, I want you to know, like I did the dishes and I did such a good job on that. And then I organized this drawer and it looks so good. And it's like, because I want my gold stars and I will give them to myself if nobody else, <laughs> which, um, me and my ego are working on that. So, um, you know, but at the same time, like no shame in my game, no shame train. Yeah. Uh, I give a lot of verbal affirmation because she likes a lot of verbal affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. We give what we need. That's funny. Yeah. I got my edits back from my editor, my book editor a few weeks ago, and she gave me 11,000 little thingies to edit, like little tweaks. And then like all these like things like notes, you know, like one thing, oh my God, you will love this. She's like, Hey, so, um, I trimmed down the exclamation points. You had over 800 and I think we should keep it to around 40. Oh my God. (laughs) I died. So she like wrote all these notes and then I wrote back. I'm like, but did you like it? And (laughs) she's like, Oh my God. So sorry. Like, yeah, I loved it. I'm like, okay, thanks. I need the words of affirmation. So I appreciate it. Right. Good for you. Yeah. Whatever. I just owned it. Yeah. By, by (laughs) saying, um, I'm going to fish because mama needs this fish and I I can unpack why I need this fish later, but like, I'm hungry. (laughs) So give it to me now. Oh my God. I love that. That's amazing. Mama needed the fish. Yes, she did. I did. I did it over the weekend. Did you enjoy the workshop? Did you did this masterclass? I did. Did you enjoy it? I hope you got what you needed. The fish wasn't, she didn't give me the fish as big as I wanted. So then I had to just be like, this fish is enough. Oh Oh my God. Amazing. Oh, I love it. This is awesome. Okay. Let me ask you some planty questions before I let you go. I feel like this is, this is new. I don't know anything about your relationship to plants, eating plants. Oh gosh. Here we go. What is your favorite plant to eat? And it can't be soda. (laughs) So one of my, um, stories, one of my new empowering thoughts this year is eating healthy is fun and easy. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying. Okay. What makes it, what is hard and not fun? I think it's just something I've told myself and I'm very, um, I like efficiency. Mm-hmm. And so I like it quick. I don't like to think about it. I haven't placed a lot of, um, like, it's just not in my hierarchy of things I care about because mm-hmm. I couldn't see how it directly affected me. But now, I mean, I really know it directly affects me. So it's something I'm really trying to prioritize. 
like cool. eating plants. Yeah. So my favorite plant, gosh, I really love roasting Brussels sprouts. Does that care? Is that, that like fully counts? Thing? That okay. is awesome. <laughs> Is a, is a Brussels sprout. A yeah, I just think, yeah, fruits and vegetables. <laughs> no, no, I know. I love it. I'm like, wait, does that count? That counts. All right, roasted Brussels sprouts. Go, girl. <laughs> yeah. And, and broccoli. I, I love to roast Brussels sprouts and broccoli. I feel like I can just um, really, really go to town on that. Good. I feel like you yeah. would really like smoothies. You know, I did do smooth. I did uh, for a long time. That's you're smart because they're they're fast and efficient. Yeah. And I, I'm a I'm a smoothie girl in a smoothie world. Um, <laughs> I got into a place that I'm no longer in where I was really like counting calories. Oh no no. And I, yeah yeah yeah. I let go of that, and it got me out of the habit of drinking smoothies because you couldn't like because oh. the calorie counting right. But, um, but again, back to why that's not the place for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good. All right. Do you have a most used kitchen tool? Probably. I mean, my cutting board. There you go. No, that's great. Real base. (laughs) No, I love that. That's awesome. Okay. Do you have a fake this? you, You might not, but do you have a favorite like healthy planty restaurant? You know, there's this restaurant here I think there's a couple of them that I've recently, I used to really dislike it because of its overt healthiness and it like felt like so full of itself. You know? And What's that um, mean inside you, Allison? What's yeah, yeah, that bringing exactly. up in you? I know. It was my own Our problem. truths are reflected to us. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> and so I've, I've, it's called aubergine. Okay. So, you know, like, nice. an yeah. And, I love it. But you know, I'm going to say this. I have been a California pizza kitchen fan for, I grew up in Southern California and I just love their chopped salads. My philosophy on salads is you just put everything in the salad, all the things in the salad. And I feel like they follow that. Um, So if I'm like really craving a salad, like I'll, I'll love that. But aubergine is so fun because it's like they hide spinach under things. And I get so excited to find the spinach because (laughs) really changing this story has been so empowering for me. Like eating, eating healthy is fun and easy where I'm like, now it's like this fun goal I have, like, get me more roughage, get me more, (laughs) you know, like, and, and Nichelle and I, we just joke all day at the office about like our fiber and our roughage. And <laughs> she, I, I call it garbage food where she just takes like, um, like spiraled zucchini, spiraled mm-hmm. carrots, and we just dump like bruschetta or salsa on top of all the spiraled vegetables. And then we get that like chopped up, like cabbage kind of mix or like Riced cauliflower uh-huh. and all of those veggies, and then just dump some sort of like salsa, and then we garbage all of our fiber. Like, <laughs> and I say garbage in like a loving, fun way. I call yeah. it garbage food because I'm like, we're just dumping all this garbage. <laughs> I got it. Have you noticed that like eating more plants makes you feel better though? Have you put together oh, that correlation? Yeah. Oh yes. Like, okay. I mean, come on now. Like, why do I feel anxious? I've only had candy mm. and caffeine today. Duh. Come on now, Allison. Pull it together. Got it. So okay, I good. Have, what I've noticed um, is I read this really great book called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. 
And it's by Dr. Amen. And he talks about like all the foods that are good for your brain. And he talks about, you know, if you struggle with like OCD or ADD or, or different, um, problems with your brain, which types of foods might help you with that. And it's really, really cool. And he has all these lists of foods that are really good for your brain and building a really healthy brain. And he talks about developing brain envy, which I love. And so that for me was very helpful because I always talk about, you need like a good leverage point and my brain and like my thinking power, that's a good leverage point for me for accent, like for wanting to be healthy. Yeah. Well then you right? can consider your diet to be thought work. Yes, exactly. Yes. 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 There yes. you I go. Add that yes. to awesome on demand. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> boom, baby. And so I know I, I'll have you develop a little, little talk. We'll chat. Little oh my God. So that has been so helpful for me. And one thing that he pointed out, like for my type of personality, whatever, was to try um, having more protein in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I've been trying to do. And I mean, like, I really notice a difference. That's awesome. That's what you need. You need to be able to notice how the food makes you feel in order to want to do it. Like for me too, it's not like I always just want to choose like kale over like pizza, but I know that the pizza is going to make me feel like shit and the kale is going to make me feel awesome. So I choose the kale because I want to feel awesome more just like you, but I use food um, as part of my vehicle to that. Well, and I'm, I'm really, 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 really excited, honestly, to dive into more of your tools because it's like, I found the leverage point and now I'm excited where my sister, Andrea, she, you know, has wanted to talk to me about moon dust and whatnot for years. <laughs> and <laughs> she's, she's always been good about, um, and, and I think some people just are like, I don't think I'm as naturally connected to my body. And that's something, um, cause I am so in my head. Yeah. It makes me really good at branding and existential crisis and, <laughs> and anxiety, anxiety and <laughs> thinking and creating products and the positive things. But, um, I got hit by a car while running over a year ago and man, that's been rough. And so it's really helped me see how disconnected from my body I was and even can be like little things like I'll go to physical therapy and I broke two ribs and a vertebrae and uh, I still have a lot of issues in my neck and um, it gives me a lot of headaches. Mm. And so um, my physical therapist will be like, so do you have a headache? And I'll be like, oh, well, kind of, but, and then, you know, talking about other things and he goes, so do you have a headache? And and I'm like, well, this and this, and he goes, and he's super nice. And then later he'll be like, so do you have a headache? And I'm like, literally like, yes, I've had a headache for four hours. That's why I've been snapping at everyone. I just, I just didn't even, and he's not doing it to like, you know, get in my head about it. He can tell by the way, like I'm holding my body and my head and, and interacting. Like I have a horrible headache, wow. you know? And so we're, we're, he's, it's been so great to, um, like have that opportunity. I mean, talk about the people say like, well, you get hit by a car. Like you actually got hit by a car. And I guess that was, if you look at it this wonderful way, a beautiful opportunity for you to get in touch with your body. If you're saying forever, you were never in touch with your body. I mean, talk about being hit over the head with something, Yeah, something you need to learn. Not that like I would wish that for you, but. And and that's the thing, right? It's like, I don't, 
somebody was like, are you, you sounds like you're grateful you got hit by a car. And I'm like, listen, I don't wish that on myself or on anyone, but it happened. And there's so many, um, lessons. And I thought I was being more connected to my body. I thought Mm -hmm. I was being kinder to myself. And when you have to sit in bed for months and heal, when you're used to operating at the pace that I operate, and when you have to take hours out of your day to go to physical therapy, which feels like a huge waste of time to me, when you have to watch your body, which you just spent three years, like loving, loving into shape and loving into health and loving into like some the, some of the best shape of my life and then have to like kind of let that go yeah. for that. I mean, I that's, a, that's a whole different experience. Yeah. Wow. I know that is like you self-love. You need yeah. self-love to the max. Yeah. All the thought work, thought work, thought work, thought work. It's, and it, it has been because guess what? Because I told you like moving my body is one of my biggest yeah. Um, I can't cool. even imagine. And, I'm a runner too. So to take yeah. that away from me, and that's my, that's, yeah. I say running is my anti-anxiety, anti-depression, yep, anti-constipation, yep. anti-everything. Every, that's, that's what running is for me. And I mean, she's tired. So she'll cry talking about myself. I'm, I, no, I'm so it's okay. I'm, I miss it. I just, I miss it so much, but it's coming back. And I just also have like, you know, so much more empathy I got to go sit with a friend who's doing dialysis mm-hmm. right now. And that sucks, man. That sucks so bad. She's in there four hours a day, three times a week. She's got a kid. And there was so much trauma around what caused the kidney failure. And I just, I get it. It's not the same thing at all. But like, I'm able to relate to physical suffering in a way that I never could relate before mm-hmm. truly, you know? And so everything is just, everything is good. Everything's working good for us. And, and, you know, I think back to, if you're in fear, I think one of the most important beliefs to try to cultivate is that everything is working together for our good, mm-hmm. you know? And if you can believe that life is just so much better. Which you know? is a less like catchy version of everything happens for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. is working. Well, because I like the positivity of it. It's like, it's working together for your yeah. good, for mm-hmm. your good, specifically for you. That I got off your planty questions. Take us back. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me ask you this, this thing this, you're, that you're telling yourself about like healthy is fun and easy. Yeah. What, when do you, is this like something like, how does that feed, feed into your daily thought work? Like, are you meditating that in the morning? Are you like writing it on your mirror? Like, what is this? So not to be too salesy, but if anybody wants, I have a best year ever worksheet. And if you sign up um, at the allisonshow.com, I send it to you. And it's like a six page worksheet. And the last page of it is this little download I made called my awesome thoughts. And after you assess like where you're at and these different thoughts you have, I want to help you cultivate new empowering thoughts because we always focus on getting rid of the negative thoughts, but we have to replace them with new empowering thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? And so I have this reminder on my mirror. That oh, I has, was just guessing. I didn't even know. Yeah, no, I really, so yeah, funny. no, I really, but here's the thing, right? It's like, you're not guessing because I feel like, you know, in your experience that people who are 
actually implementing things have a real practice in place. Yeah, totally. I do a lot of pop-ups on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I do that too, but I love mirror notes. And so I created this, my awesome thoughts. And one of my awesome thoughts around my physical health, I just have like a couple thoughts for each. um, I call like my circles of health and around my physical health is eating healthy is fun and easy. Now, fun and easy is is a great one to apply towards anything like that feels difficult. So like mm-hmm. making money is fun and easy. Um, finding my purpose is fun and easy. Whatever whatever feels hard to you. I've been doing that right now with like growing my Instagram audience. I'm like, yes, Instagram yeah. is fun. I love sharing my what yeah. I love. It's I, easy. My audience just it loves now. it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying. I haven't succeeded yet, but we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Quickly, your favorite thing to do for self-care? Is is walk. Yeah. Can you Even, run yet or no? Um, It's like I can. Um, I have just certain parts of my neck that are really, really weak. And so any amount of like strenuous exercise just causes a lot of headaches because uh, it physically is too weak to support my head. And so, um, but that's what we're working on. So yeah, but, but I can, I can, I can like cardiovascularly, you know, like run. It's Mm -hmm. just to what effect. Yeah. 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 Okay. You've mentioned a lot of books already, but is there one other book you want to drop for getting booky with it? No, 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 no. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I will say if anybody has resonated with what we've talked about today, kind of in this realm, um, a return to love by Marianne Williamson is kind of like a quintessential self-help book, but if you're piqued and interested in, in the discussion of fear versus love, that's a good book for you. The other book that I just really feel like every single human should read is the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I haven't read that admittedly. What? I know. I know. It's short. I know. It's I will. Fun. I will. I will. I will. Toltec wisdom, hippy dippy. Like I'll, I'll get to it. I'll do it. I'll do I it. Love it. I love okay. it. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what is your pump up song? You ask everybody. Oh, it just depends. But I'll say this. I, I really, 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 really like and this is a really cheesy one, but the new radicals, you get what you get. Oh, that's that's like perfect for the love thing yeah. too. This is all yeah. full circle. I feel like it, You're I feel so like, on brand. Well, you know, <laughs> if, if you were gonna like one. end this episode, like if somebody was like, I just listened to that and I'd like to go listen to a song, like I feel like that song would like yes. be the cherry on top, right? I love that. Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, that said, where can everybody go if in addition to a cherry on top, they want some whipped cream, which is just more of you? <laughs> so I will say all roads lead to Allison. If you're a podcast with one L with one L, if you're a podcast listener and you are, have resonated with anything I'm saying, the good news is I talk a lot yep. on my, on my podcast. Awesome with Allison. And then, um, follow me or just come say hi on Instagram. If you liked something, I'd love to hear it. But truly what I would love to do is provide resources. And so I have some really awesome thought work worksheets that people can access. If they go to my site, they sign up for my thought nugget newsletter. And um, I just, I send out pep talks and playlists and, you know, links to podcast episodes. 
Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing all this with us today. I'm so glad we're best friends. This is so fun. This is amazing. Thanks so much for listening to the Party in My Plans podcast. I hope you're feeling more awesome than before you pressed play. I gotta tell you, Allison was a dream podcast guest of mine. I just think she's one of the most bold, fun, and interesting women on the web. So when the only time to record this with her was while I was on vacation in Colorado, you bet I held up the ski gang big time but totally worth it. Also worth it is listening to Allison's super fun podcast, Awesome with Allison and Eric too, because she co-hosts it with her husband. It always gives me a jolt of energy and confidence. Actually, I hope that's what my podcast does for you too. If it does, would you mind sharing it with someone who could also use a jolt of energy and confidence? Or maybe you can share it on Instagram for randos to get jolts? You can find the show notes and more resources that make healthy living not totally blow over at partyinmyplants.com slash 136.